3: This is picked, intercepted, back the other way, touchdown, Tampa Bay. Intercepted by Jamel Dean.
2: Like I said, I felt good about the spot. I knew he was tight. We fit throws like that. Um, I missed my spot by you know probably a foot or so, um, and the, you know, the kid made a good play.
3: There you go. That is the pick. The comments, Aaron Rodgers after the ball game. Packers take a loss, their first one of the season. They get knocked off by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This portion of the program brought to you by our good friends over there at Quick Trip. They've got some fresh-made meals, and you should pick one up. Grab it today. Take it right out of the, the cooler. Take it home. Pop it in. Heat and eat. You're good to go, just like Mom would make. Good ones. Use your quick rewards card as well. Everything over there at Quick Trip. When you say what's for dinner, don't forget Quick Trip. They've got you covered. Joining us now on the Schneider Orange Hotliner, good buddy Mike Clemens is here from uh, NFL Sirius Radio. Michael, how you been, buddy?
4: I'm good. I'm good. It was kind of a long weekend. Uh, It was nice to get in some warm weather, except when I got out of the car on game day, like I told you and Gary, the day before actually getting off the plane, I thought, oh, man, this is hot. This is hotter than any day they had a training camp. On game day, though, the wind kept on picking up, kind of an ocean breeze about 15-20 miles an hour, and it seemed to cool things off and I'm not aware of any of the Packers having troubles with cramps during the game. You know, during these during this COVID season, it's tougher to get, you know, information because they don't have sideline reporters right on the sidelines. So, you know, they have to right. they have to relay that to the network or to up in the press box. Uh, trying to get to staff sometime, you know, with mm-hmm. these teams is a little tougher. So it's kind of hard to get that information. But, yeah, you mentioned about the pick there. And so, you know, after we got done with the post-game show, and I kind of hung around because I wanted to see what the Buccaneers had to say. And, and in these kinds of games, sometimes you can learn a lot more from your, about the team you're covering from the other guys. And so Jamel Dean is at safety who is out there in the flats. Rodgers, you know, is looking to move the chains. He's got the motion going one way, and he's looking for Devontae Adams. This is usually money, right? Devontae Mm -hmm. Adams, seven yards down and out to the left-hand side in the flats. And how does this guy just absolutely jump it? Well, you know what? Todd Bowles, their defensive coordinator, had these guys all prepped. I mean, this kid says he recognized the formation and, had, you know, was 99% sure where the ball was going. I was really – when I saw the formation, then I seen how, like, everything started to develop. I'm like, I have to make this play because I know what's coming. And then once he th- once I saw him throw it, I was like, yeah, it's mine.
3: He, uh, he 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 just knew it. It's something that he'd seen in film and – that's you know that's a good study and that, let's be honest. I mean, I, when you went back and looked at the film, Aaron Rodgers pretty much looked at uh, Devontae Adams almost the entire time, so he kind of knew where it was going. And one of the other guys that had an impact, Devin White, was all over the field as well.
4: Yeah, the, I don't know what the Packers felt about these guys going into the game. I know that they had mentioned them some during the week, uh, but the fact of the matter is, as they were building this Buccaneers team. And there's, you know, over the last couple of years, they've signed free agents like JJP and Dominica Sue now in this last year. Uh, And now that they got Tom Brady, this is a a go-for-it year. This is pretty much like where the Rams were a couple of years when they signed Sue and those other free agents. It's like this is the year they think that they could make a run for it. And this was the breakout game for them because in the first four weeks, they're running through all kinds of problems that they did not have because when the pandemic hits, They miss out on all those mini-camps and OTs with Tom Brady and getting in sync with that. And on defense, the same thing as well. And so Devin White and Levante David, Levante had like two, three sacks on Rodgers. They're two inside linebackers, big dudes, very strong, Um, but it seemed like Todd Bowles was playing more of a prevent for them in their first four games or so in the season, and and, you know, what's the thing that usually defensive coordinators say about Aaron Rodgers? Well, we'll try and hurry him. Uh, we'll try and contain the, the corners. But it, it's useless to blitz him because he's got, like, the highest percentage of, uh, uh, of plays that he converts into deep passes when you try and blitz him. It was not interesting, too. Aaron Rodgers, there was no hard count. It wasn't that loud in there. It was only 15,000, right. 16,000 people. Where was the hard count? But well, he,
3: Mike, part of it was we talked about that was you're getting out of the huddle so late. You don't have time. You couldn't yes. put guys in
4: motion. You don't have time. Right. That's the other thing too, and that's what the Packers put their hands up and admitted too is that you know maybe they were sluggish coming off their bye week or whatever. Where was their tempo? So Devin White, you know, he he basically lobbied Todd Bowles last week as they're looking at the Packers film and they're running all this motion. He's like, just let me get in there. Just just let me just let me go. Unleash the dogs. And I'll get in the backfield and I'll stop it before they, before they get the play going. Here's what Devin White had to say.
3: Well, we really started fast, but, you know, they kind of gave us something that we haven't seen. And, you know, we got beat and they had a long drive on us. But I say Dean picked. Dean picks at the tempo for the rest of the game because we knew, like, you know, them guys didn't deserve to be on the field with us because we got too much talent, we fly around to the ball. And the main thing, we always have fun. But, yeah, you're right, I told Todd to uh, unleash me, you know, let me get out to the quarterback. I had uh, a couple quarterback hurries, some hits, and I was doing a great job, you know, feeding off the defensive line and the outside linebackers because they was doing a good job. and the back end, they was doing a good job at disguising. So their offensive line couldn't pick up really none of our stunts. So, I mean, everything starts with Ty Bowles, you know, he. He set us up for success, and the only thing we got to do is just communicate. That's always been our biggest problem. And when we communicate, we could play a good game. And we played for four quarters today, so that was the main thing. He said they didn't belong in the same field with him.
4: Well, you know, How about that? Well, the Bucks have got this swagger, man. they got Tom Brady. They're trying to yeah. think, it, they're trying to think the, a new way. I mean, these guys are, tr- are trying to tell themselves that they're the 49ers, uh, you know, the way the 49ers have been the last couple of years. But they're that team now. That they can they can be physical, and they can knock guys off you know off their feet. And then on offense, uh, they got a pretty decent running game. Ronald Jones, the second, he's coming into his third season out of USC, 113 yards. They even threw to him, even though he struggles as a receiver. Uh, Shady McCoy was in the game. Fournette was inactive because of in- injury. But, you know, even when they got a little bit of a lead, then they started giving the ball to him. And I, that was the thing that I was so in, interested in. This game starts out, Aaron Rodgers has got the ball. They're trying to run their pre step motions and everything. But Rodgers looks just a little out of sorts, like he's a little nervous. And 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 so he's, he's, he's moving outside the tackles. He's using his feet more than he has in the past because he feels the pressure. And it's also because you see them bringing in – Six and seven guys on the line, and you don't know which ones are coming and which ones are going to drop back in coverage. It's stuff like Dom Capers used to do with his old psycho defense. And Aaron, Tom Brady goes out there, and it's three and out. And then he goes out there again after the Packers, what, they had a field goal and then a touchdown. Goes out there, three and out. Barely had the ball. I think he had the ball one drive in the first quarter. Cool as ice. I'm looking at him on the sidelines. He's not throwing the iPad or anything like that. And so you ask Ronald Jones after the game, what was Brady like in the huddle at the start of that game? I mean he just explained to us what's going on, what we doing wrong, and then tell us <laughs> to just keep our composure. Okay, it's still we, it's still early in the game. We still in it, so keep fighting.
3: That's it. Pretty simple. He was now it didn't say anything about screaming at him.
4: No. <laughs> well, and you know, and Brady, you know, maybe he turned that around a little bit. He was patient, even though Green Bay's up ten to nothing. They've got this hot offense. He trusts what the defensive plan is. He waits for the game to come to him. And even though he's got some hobbled, you know, uh, receivers and Godwin and those other things, he's handing off the football. He's trying to find the chunks. They're coming up with those tight end formations that he likes that Bruce Arians put in for him, where they'll have as many as three tight ends in the field. That's what he liked doing in New England. So Arians adjusting for his quarterback, and then look at him throwing to Gronkowski. I mean, you know, and, and they, they weren't necessarily using the middle of the field like I predicted. They were finding fade routes, you know, in the corner to Gronkowski. you got that, that touchdown. And I think they were going after Josh Jackson. I know they were with Kevin King not in the game as well. So Bruce Arians, the head coach, talked about how about, you know, Gronkowski leading the Tampa Bay receivers with five catches for the day.
3: Yeah, I thought, I thought uh, Tom and Rob had great connections, uh, uh, crossing routes. We, we got the matchup we were looking for on the fade ball, and um, Gronk did a heck of a job of adjusting to that ball and, uh, and getting the touchdown. So I just wish he could have spiked it with his right shoulder, but his right shoulder's hurt, so uh, he missed some good spikes. But uh, he made some huge, huge plays on us. <laughs> His shoulders hurt. Gronk's always got something going on. He's always banged up. Let's do this. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll continue to break down the Packers and the Buccaneers from this past weekend. Mike Clemens joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Van Horn Automotive. Van Horn wants to buy your car. Great people. I have bought four cars from them, and they continue to just impress the hell out of me. And they have been such a, a, a fine group and organization to work with. Uh, I encourage you to check out the video on the Facebook fan page that I posted of the delivery of my car, uh, my new Chevy Silverado, and I love that. I've got the the Genesis. I absolutely love that, and uh, it has been a tremendous experience. And they are family-born but employee-owned. Everybody there has skin in the game. It's a great company. And if you're looking to sell a car, if you're looking to have some service, if you need a finance service, because right now times are hard, they know that, and you're an essential worker you need your vehicle, then uh, – Excuse me, then go ahead and get your car serviced. Or if you want to find a car, new or used, buy a car, finance a car, trade in a car, whatever it happens to be, you can do it all online. Go to vanhornauto.com. That is vanhornauto.com. Back with more of Mike Clemens coming up next. You're listening to the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. something up take a shot green bay just used a second time out here you go and so that's a whole different feel going in at halftime brady lofts it Gronkowski. he's got it for the touchdown you can't overstate how good that throw was by brady our
1: practice this past week was not up to our standard that you know these guys have have developed over the last year and a half and That's what happened today. You know, you you practice like crap, and then you go out and play like crap.
3: Some strong statements from the head coach of the Green Bay Packers. You heard uh, right there Joe Buck and Troy Aikman on the call. As well, those two guys taking a lot of heat as well, which that's another topic for another day. But if you haven't been on Facebook, oof. Uh, That being said, Matt LaFleur talks about, uh, you know, you practice like crap, you play like crap. Uh, but you don't cover it like crap. Our good guy Mike Clemens from NFL Serious Radio, our Green and Gold Insider, joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. So, Mike, uh, they had a bad week of practice, and we hear it time and again. If you have a bad week of practice, that uh, chances are you're not going to have a great, crisp game. And the they, you know, Packers certainly didn't. But the uh, the Buccaneers defense, man, they had something to do with that.
4: Uh, the Buccaneers defense certainly did. And the other thing is. You know, the question I got into Lafleur after the game, and I don't—I think he was a little shook up or whatever, I don't think he quite understood it because, you know, this is, the, this is what he needs to figure out. It's like he's won 17, 18 games. He's got a winning percentage of 818. You know, he's, got, he's the hottest coach in the NFL right now. He's winning games by an average of nine points and more going this season, but that's over the last year and a quarter. When he loses games, he's losing by 18. When he lo- and it's because he, you know, he, the 49ers mopped it up on him a couple times and and some of the other big losses that they have had, and so that's an interesting thing for, for him to figure out. And maybe I'll re-ask that again. It's like, you know, you had Jamal Williams for a 25 yard run. Um, you know, Mercedes Lewis just, you know, Rogers overthrew Mercedes Lewis. Um, they had a couple. They they did have a big play in the third quarter where. Rodgers got loose, ran off to his left-hand side, and he hit Devontae Adams up the seam for about uh, 20 yards or so. And so there, there was those little sparks they just couldn't figure through. But it was that Bucks defense that was just outstanding, And You know, with Levante David and Devin White, they didn't care, man. They're shooting the gaps all game. Sometimes they've had six or seven guys on the line. Rodgers never seemed to figure out how to adjust to that. Why they didn't run the football up the middle with A.J. Dillon at these guys, if you're shutting down the outside zone, well, then attack them right up the middle. Why didn't they adjust? So, well, Floor talked about how good those two inside linebackers were for Tampa.
1: Those two guys they have can flat roll. Um, they are two of the better linebackers in this league, and I, you know I never want to get into comparisons uh, with our guys. It is a different style of defense. There's no doubt about it, and they did a good job, and, and they – flat whipped us. They did a nice job. They've got some really good players. I think their scheme's really good. And we didn't execute. We didn't block, especially when you're trying to throw the football like we were and needed to, to get back into that game. If you can't block them, it really doesn't matter what you call. So anytime you get punched in the mouth like that and really beaten handily in all three phases, you've got to be critical of yourself and learn from your mistakes. And the big thing that we cannot allow this loss to lead into a bad performance versus a really talented Houston Texan team. So you just can't allow one loss to become two.
3: Um, did they think that the Buccaneers' defense, you know, because we didn't see that. I mean, we saw a good defense against Nick Foles, but that's Nick Foles. Did they expect his defense to be that good?
4: I don't, I don't think so. I think they knew they had some physical specimens over there. I think that they were shocked at the scheme, at the gamble the Todd Bowles took with that defensive game plan he had against them and how he was gonna compete against, you know, this motion defense from LaFleur. So, you know, credit to you, Bill Michaels. What was that word you said Friday? Your your concerns about this game?
3: I said I had major trepidation major going into this game.
4: You had yep. major trepidations about going into this game You know, just down there on the road, coming off the bye and everything, and Aaron Rodgers uh, pretty much said exactly what Lafleur said because I think Lafleur came into the locker room and decided, here's I'm going to spin it with these guys. Here's I'm going to take it. Now I got them or I need them. You know, we got 12 games here that we've got to the regular season, so he's going to yell at these guys in the visitors' locker room saying, you know what, you had a bad week of practice. This is what happens when you don't practice. So when you get back here, you know next week, keep this thing in mind when it comes to your preparation and looking over people. And so Rogers used that in the post game. Now I just got this from SiriusXM. Rogers did his hit for them last hour, and the first thing he was asked about was the same thing you were bringing up last Friday. How concerned was he about this Bucks team going into that game?
0: Oh, let's really go back go to that. I think it's going to be a get... rough one. I think
2: it was more, uh, you know, they played good on defense. Our first two drives. I think, were um, an anomaly compared to the entire game. You know, we scored on both those drives, but it wasn't very efficient, I don't think. You know, as opposed to the first four games, we had a lot of off-schedule plays. There were not a lot of, you know, on-time uh, throw opportunities. And I think that was due to a lot of the coverages and pressures they played and also the pass rush, you know, which was which was formidable. So they deserve credit for that. It's Good plan by... Uh, by Todd and their defense. They executed really well, and we
3: obviously had a rough one on offense. He had a rough one. I mean, and Dominican Sue was jawing at him, too.
4: They were going back and forth at it, and Rodgers was asked, gee, this is kind of reminiscent the old days with Brett Favre and Warren Sapp when the Packers would play the Buccaneers. You know, Was it sort of like that? I'm not exactly sure what, what
2: Favre and Sapp were talking about, but uh, it hasn't been cordial over the years between me and uh, Sue, so, you know, we've had some battles over the years. Uh, he, you know, I think I mentioned that he got, you know, frozen feet and didn't realize he was stepping on my calf. He also stomped on one of my teammates at one point. He's been, you know, in my time, one of the most dominant uh, three techniques in the game for so many years. He's also played his, his own way. You know, it's, it's been his style that he's played since he got in the league. Um, you know, and, and that leads to some interesting conversations throughout the years.
3: So- which I completely agree I, I and I love the rivalries, and I think we always loved it when we knew Warren Sapp was either coming into Green Bay or Aaron, or uh, Brett Farr was heading down there because we knew it was always going to be something, and after a while, they had fun, it was like Rogers and Urlacher or Favre and Urlacher, same type of thing you know where they loved facing one another and loved kind of you know cheeking off of one another but uh defensively speaking mike we we don't have a guy like that, but uh was the heat the fact that uh This team was on the field so much defensively.
4: Was the heat effective? Yeah, that was it. And, you know, you you started losing guys with injuries. Tyler Lancaster uh, leaving the game with a shoulder injury. We don't really know how bad that is. David Bakhtiari leaving at left tackle with what they say is a chest injury. Uh, We're going to hear from him later this afternoon on the flagship in Milwaukee. He's supposed to phone in. Kevin King did not play with that quad injury. Preston Smith, the linebacker, left the game for a series or two and came back, I think. Darnell Savage, the safety, uh, had a quad injury in the game. (laughs) The inside linebacker, Chris Barnett, um, had some kind of an injury. He didn't get up. It took a long time to get up after a punt during the TV timeout, and I I tweeted that out. Kenny Clark is the first game that he's been in since he went out in halftime week one in that game up in Minnesota against the Vikings. So, he was asked about the hot weather or coming off the bye week and why the Packers were a little sluggish in this one.
0: I expected,
3: you know, to be tired, you know, uh, to be a little bit winded, but, you know, I ain't got no excuses. You know, I, I did some good things. Uh, did some not-so-good things just like every other game. So uh, I got to go back to the drawing board uh, just like with everything else and uh, just fix my mistakes.
4: So now they've got to face this Houston-Texas team, only one win, you know, which is shocking. It's not – Necessarily shocking. Bill O'Brien got fired. Romeo Cornell is taken off, taken over. But with, they've still got an awful lot of talent on this team, obviously, with Sean uh, Watson and, and you got J.J. Uh, Watt in there and all those other guys on that team. So Kenny was asked how does he think this team will handle a blowout loss as now they have to go back on the road in Houston to take on the Texans?
0: it just it sucks
3: that we lost and uh uh just take a, a deep look into yourself and be honest with yourself about the tape you know if we all be honest and take a critical look um it wasn't good enough and it, it wasn't it wasn't us and we realized that and we understand that uh when it with wednesday um and how we prepare and how we practice we got to do all, all that all that stuff well and uh, execute on sunday then you've got to worry about down the road what uh, this does if these two teams should ever face off uh, on a way to a super Bowl
4: Right. When you were asking this question earlier in the show today, too, now, when you give up 38 unanswered points, is that really a team that's going to the Super Bowl this year? And here's what the right tackle, Billy Turner, had to say.
2: I think that is the case in any championship team. And I think that is the case in any successful person in any profession on this planet. Adversity will breed success. So with that being said, I'm never going to say that I think you need a kick in that to help you win but at the same time there's positives and negatives that come along with that
3: which I would agree I don't think I could disagree with that statement right uh, I you know now it, now I will say this it's what they do because we know now that when they do get beat they're getting blown out in most of these most of these losses so will they have this ability if they get down by a couple of scores that's my question mike is if this team gets back down by two or three scores do they have the capability to come back uh,
4: that's uh, this is where LaFleur is still growing as a coach. How do you change the momentum? How do you make the adjustments? Now, he's got a really good, sharp, young, cutting edge coaching staff. And then there's Mike McCarthy. This is going to be the big story you'll be talking about on tomorrow's show, where McCarthy gets blown out by the Cardinals last night in Dallas. I mean, I got home from the airport, turned on the TV, and it's 28 3, you know, and Kyler Murray and the Cardinals up on the Cowboys. In Dallas, they end up losing that thing 38-10. And so Jane Slater, who covers the Cowboys for NFL Network, she tweeted out today, initially the Cowboys players brought, bought into keeping things internal, but now they're sitting at 2-4. Yes, they've lost their quarterback, Dak Prescott, but there's discontent leaking out. They've been going to her and saying this coaching staff under McCarthy is, quote, totally unprepared. They don't teach. They don't have any sense of adjusting on the fly. They're just, they're just not good at their jobs. And, you know, McCarthy's got, like, Mike Nolan,
0: old right. friend,
4: old employer as his defensive coordinator. The biggest move they've made is getting him out of the box, down on the sidelines. Uh, McCarthy, just three or four games now into this season, already kind of in the hot seat.
3: Yep, no doubt. Uh, boy, I tell you what, when he put that coaching staff together, that is a, not a young, with it coaching staff, right. we'll say. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be interesting. Yep. No doubt. Mike, great stuff, buddy. We'll talk again later, okay? Thank you, Bill. Appreciate it, pal. There you go. Mike Clements, NFL Sirius Radio, joining us for a couple of minutes on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard. They treat you fair. 80-plus years they've been doing it. Call them, 844 or Go to schneiderjobs.com.
0: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it.